Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 5th, 2023. I want you to open up your heart to what God is about to release in your life today from the parable of the sower. So we spent the first five months of the year studying the miracles of Jesus. And we went miracle by miracle by miracle. We took our time and it took five months. And we we culminated the, the messages in the miracles with a miracle that I call the mother of all miracles, which, which is Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Well, we're starting the, the series on the parables, which I'm calling the pearls in the parables with the mother of all parables. It is the parable of the sower. So this is the pearls from the parables, part five. We're looking at the parable of the sower. And this is the title of today's message. It's coming in the form of a question. Here's the question for you. What do you do after the initial excitement wears off? You get a word from God and you're like, hey, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, you better preach. Yes, yes, Lord. You get super excited. But what are you going to do with that word once the excitement wears off. When the excitement is over, now what are you going to do with the word that God put down in your heart? That's what we're going to talk about today. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's go ahead and get ready for the word of God this morning. But before I do, uh, before I actually get into the parable, I just want to share something. Once again, this is not in my notes. This is not going to be, those that just read today's word are not going to get what I'm about to say, but I just am led to to share this with you. So um, this weekend, we had a party in my house. We were celebrating our son, Joshua, who's graduating from high school, about to go to college. And so the house was was full of people and it takes a tribe to raise children. And so all of these people that have impacted Joshua's life in some way, all these people from church and all kind of stuff. And actually people came from Colorado and from Texas and from Florida. And and there's still people here, right, in the house uh, that are just here to support Joshua because the actual, he walks across the stage tomorrow. But anyway, while I, while the house was full of people, I had um, three moments. I, I, I'm not, I don't have time to go through the three moments, but as I was having conversations with people, like on three separate occasions, uh, it was just like one of those, like, oh man, to God be the glory, where people just say, hey, Brother Pena, I just need to share something with you. And one of them was related, actually two of them were related to today's word. And uh, like, you know, for somebody to just say, hey, I just want you to know that today's word is changing not just my life, but the life of my family. And then they went on to give me a testimony. And then another person was like, hey, man, I need you to talk to my brother. He watches today's word every day. And then he got, man, this guy gave me an amazing testimony from today's word. So anyway, let me just say this. I don't ever want it to get old. I've been doing this for 25 years. And I don't ever want to normalize the blessing to the point where I don't appreciate it. For for 25 years, honestly, people uh, that know me, like I used to get stopped in the Pentagon in the hallway, or I used to get stopped, you know, anywhere, TDY somewhere. And somebody, I'd be walking down the hallway in the Pentagon. Just, somebody's like, hey, you, you, you're that, uh, yeah, 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 Rick Pena. Uh, t- today's word, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, man, and then they go on to tell me this testimony, this story. I, I don't ever want that to get old. Listen, let me tell you something. You should appreciate whatever God is doing in your life. However God uses you, you should appreciate that. Never allow it to get old. Never normalize the blessing to the point where you don't give God praise for it. On After everybody was gone out of my house, and that evening, I just had some time Saturday night to meditate on the testimonies. 
And uh, and 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 while this happens, like I said, this happens all the time. But I don't want to get to get so normal that we don't appreciate it. Man, I just started giving God praise. Man, you know, I got real emotional. I just like, oh my God, you're so good. Why would you use me? God chooses to use me. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you. You should give God praise. However God chooses to use you, whatever God called you to do, that's you, right? That's your assignment. My thing is, this is my this is part of my life, that's today's word, right? So whatever you do, whatever you're called to do, celebrate it, appreciate it, and give God praise for it. Amen? That was for free. Now I can get into the word of God. All right. All right, here we go. So before I get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. This is the scripture that at our church we've been meditating on all year. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until what? Until dry hearts are drenched again. So I declare, put this in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of your heart to be dry and dried up. No, in this season, I'm talking about a fresh wind, a fresh fire. He will drench you again, drench you in the Holy Ghost. Say amen to that. All right. So last week I introduced you to the mother of all parables, the parable of the sower. We're going to go back to it again this morning. And so last week we dealt with the first type of soil. Today we're going to go to the second type of soil. Jesus tells this story of the parable. And he says, he that has ears, let him hear. And they walk away. And Jesus is like, well, some people's not going to understand it. The disciples, when they, nobody was looking, they were like, hey, can we talk to you for a minute, Jesus? Was, yeah, what's up? Well, we don't understand it. Can you explain it to us? He was like, dude, you guys are on my team. And you don't get this. And he's like, all right, here's the... Let me give you the explanation. Here it is, Mark chapter four. He says, the farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching down inside of people. Now, sometimes it falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but as soon as they hear it, Satan comes immediately because they didn't understand it. Their understanding is unfruitful. So Satan comes and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground, say rocky ground. These are the people that we're going to talk about today. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching and they quickly and gladly accept it, right? These are the loud people in church. You better preach. Go ahead, pastor. Say amen. Like I'm talking about, they quickly and gladly accept it. They get a word. They get excited. You know what I'm saying? They do three backflips, run around the church, all of that. That's cool. But we're going to talk about today what you're going to do when the excitement wears off. So these are the people that quickly and gladly accept it, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They actually are giving God surface level Christianity. So as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes, uh uh-oh, the Bible says, because of the word, the word that you got from God is going to attract opposition. And as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, they are quick to give up. All right, that's uh, we're gonna, we're going to talk about those people today. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the teaching, uh oh, but their lives are just full of other things. They have the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. So they got the cares of this world. They're always watching the news. They watch, they meditate more on the news than than on the word, right? And these are the people that's always talking about all this stuff. Is oh, woe is me. What are we going to do with the economy? What are we going to do with the interest rates? What are we going to do with the pandemic? Well, you know, there's a new outbreak in China. What are we like the cares of this world, the love of money. I don't even need to go there, the love of money, and then everything else they want. They have selfish desires. And so their their heart is full of all other things. So while the word is trying to grow, all of this other stuff is growing and it chokes out the word of God. So it doesn't produce a harvest in their lives. And then some people are like good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Now, the good ground, these are the people that receive the word of God. They don't have, they, they don't have blessing blockers. They're not blocking it. So they just let the word, the word works. If you just work the word, they let the word of God do what the word of God does. And it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So let's talk about the soil 
along the, uh, well, I already dealt with the soil along the path. Let's talk about the rocky ground people today. These are the people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They keep it only for a short time. As soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, they're quick to give up. So let's talk about these people today. What does this mean for you today? So, you know, normally I give you like one, two, maybe three points and a bunch of sub points. I didn't do that today. I just, I'm giving you like quick points, boom, 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 but I have 12 of them, 12. So as I get into these, I need you to open up your heart to get ready to receive what God is about to impart into your life. I did all of that just to get to this. You ready? Now I'm ready. Yeah. Open up your heart. You ready? All right, here we go. Number one, the Lord provides you his word as a long term investment. The word of God is supposed to be a long-term investment in your life. The Lord is not impressed with how loud you are on Sunday morning. The Lord is not impressed with the excitement that you display when you get the word of God. The Lord is not impressed with that. The Lord is looking for lasting change. He's looking for a long-term investment. He wants, I've told you this many times, he wants his word to produce change in you and fruit from you. And so it should produce change in you. That's character development. You must be processed to the point where you can carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. And then it should produce fruit from you where now your life is actually producing lasting change, not just in you, but in the people around you within your sphere of influence. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number two, getting excited about a word that you receive from God is one thing. But if that excitement does not lead to implementation, there will be no results, which is why I like to take my time to teach the word of God. So, so if you go, let's say, let's just talk about church styles. If you're, if you're the type of person that likes to be stirred up, you like your emotions to be aroused. You go to church to get some type of emotional release, but you're not at a teaching ministry when you're not being taught the word of God. So you get your emotions stirred up and you get an emotional release, which is actually important as well, but you, you don't have a, a level of understanding in the word of God to where you can apply it. And if, if the, after the excitement wears off, if you don't go from learning to living, if you don't go from information to implementation, then there will be no lasting results. For the word of God to produce in your life, you actually have to implement the word and it has to change your life. It has to become the foundation for your conduct and your character. Say that. Say the word of God is the foundation for my conduct and my character. My, it produces in my life because I actually put it to work. I'm not just a hearer of the word of God. I am a doer of the word of God. You got it? All right. Number three, getting excited about something that God said. That's good. But when the excitement wears off, when the emotions are over, what are you going to do with the word? So you have to, you have to go from, from information to application or implementation. You have to actually apply. So, so like the word of God that you're receiving, even on today's word on a regular basis, at the end, this is why I say, hey, if the word of God was a blessing to you, let me know how. Like, how are you applying this? What does this mean for you? It should be something that, like, for one person, it could be, hey, I need to stop doing this. For another person, that may mean, I need to start doing that, you know? And so for, for, for one person at the end of today's word or at the end of a Sunday morning service, you might be like, oh, I need to call this person and tell them that I love them. Or I need to call this person and say, I'm sorry. I need to, I need to mend this relationship. 
I need to uh, stop doing X. I need to start doing Y. I need, whatever. But the word of God should cause you to want to be a doer of the word. In James, this is not in my notes, but James said that if you are a hearer of the word, but not a doer of the word, you're like the, a man that walks that comes up to a mirror, beholds his face in the mirror, and then walks away and forgets what manner man he was. And so, so let me, he's saying like, if you go into a mirror and you see like, whoa, for example, all of us, uh, pretty much everybody in the U.S. anyway, when you get up in the morning, you have a meeting with the mirror. And when you walk over to the mirror, most people in the morning walk over to the mirror when they open their eyes and go, whoa, hey, hey, and they may not like everything they see. So what do they do? They, they make some changes, you know, some things you need to wash, some things you need to clean up, some things you need to comb, some things you need to organize and all of that. And so you do all of that before you walk out of the house. So James says some people that, that hear the word, but they're not doers, they're like people that had a meeting with the mirror, but then they walked away and forget how they forgot how jacked up they were. And they actually walk outside without making any changes. He says, now, you're not fooling anybody else. The only person you're fooling is yourself. Everybody else can see that it's not working. Everybody else can see how jacked up it is. But you can't because you forgot what you saw in the mirror. The, the word of God is a reflection of truth. The mirror is a reflection of truth. And so when the word of God, when you get into the word, you're going to see yourself in a way that, oh, man, I need to change this. I need to change that. And if you walk away and don't change it, people will still see that you're not changing, but you're the one that's, that's being confused because you're deceiving yourself, James says. You got it? All right, number four. The boundless potential locked up inside of the word of God actually attracts opposition. Put that, put that in the chat. Say the word will attract opposition. So you got to understand that the word of God will attract opposition. From the enemy. The word of God will attract opposition from the enemy. I'm probably going to do some more teaching on this. We'll see how the, how the Lord wants me to do it. But Satan wants to stop you before the word of God produces in your life. So when you get a word from God, the word of God is so powerful that it can change your life forever. So what Satan does is he's attracted to the power of the word because he's trying to get you before you implement it. So when you get a word from God, so the more you know, the more you're going to be responsible for right? So the, the more word you know, the more word God is going to expect you to walk out. So it would, it would be better for you not to have even known it if you're going to know it and then not apply it. So why, why, why would you get the word of God if you don't want to apply the word of God? Because the word of God that you get is going to attract opposition from the enemy. So when you get a word from God, you need to get ready. So, so the, the Bible says, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when the word comes, Faith comes, but Satan comes too. And so when you get a word from God, you need to get ready. Yes, will the word come? Yes, but the word is going to be tested. So for example, at our church, we're declaring that for 2023, this is a season of refreshing and restoring from us for us, right? And we've been looking at this psalm that I share with you every morning. Now, when we get that word, oh, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Praise God. Refreshing. Praise God. Restoring. But the word of God is not going to come without opposition. So now that the word comes, Satan comes. And he's going to try to do everything that he can for you not to be refreshed and for you not to be restored. And so here you are. So you get the word. When you get the word, you got to know that the, that the word will attract opposition. So you just cannot be moved by what you see. You're going to have to be moved by the word of God. Number five, the word of God can and will produce a supernatural harvest in your life 
if you don't give up. So Galatians 6 and 9 says, be not weary in doing what is right for in due season. In other words, there's a season where your harvest will come due. Say that out loud. There's a season when my harvest will come due. There's a season when your harvest will come due and you will reap that, that harvest if you do not give up. Okay, so what if you give up? Well, then you, you forfeit the harvest. You forfeit the harvest because you gave up. There's a season that's coming. Don't give up before your season. Do not forfeit. Say that out loud. I will not forfeit my harvest. Put that in the chat. I will not forfeit my harvest. Why? I'm going to stand in faith without wavering, without a doubt. Number six, excitement about the word of God is important. Now, I'm not saying you should not get excited. I love the word of God. So yes, when I'm getting a good word, I'm like, my God, you better preach. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? I love the word of God. So yes, getting excited about the word of God is important. Matter of fact, I can't stand it when I'm preaching good and people are just looking at me like I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Get up, say something. So talk to me, man. My God, I'm preaching my heart out over here. And you're like, mm, yeah, whatever. So yeah, I want you to get excited. I, I want you to get stirred up. But you got to sustain that fire, that fervor, that favor over time. It can't just be something that you have as an emotional high. It has something that you got, you got to be committed to the word of God even after the emotions are over so that it can produce spiritual growth. What you want is a long-term path where you are continually growing, evolving, developing into the man or the woman of God that God has called you to be. Number seven, you must remain steadfast and unmovable in the face of adversity. Jesus said that as soon as the word comes, persecution comes, difficulties come because of the word, and these people are quick to give up. So do not allow the pressures of this world and do not allow the pressures that come because of the word to cause you to derail yourself from your own destiny, right? Regardless of the circumstances, you have to stand firm in faith without a doubt. So when a word comes, you get excited, but know that opposition is going to come. So you should count it not strange. So for example, I'm probably going to share testimony about, about what I'm about to say this week. But today, um, so I've been at, uh, I, when I retired from the military in 2015, um, I know that the Lord led me to a company called Worldwide Technology. And I spent eight years, there, amazing, some of the best eight years of my life. Well, the Lord, earlier in January, the Lord really moved on my heart and told me that I needed to leave Worldwide Technology and go to Isabella's company. And actually, I start today, Inspired Solutions. So I start today. I'll talk more about this uh, later this week. But here's my point. The Lord has revealed some things to me about Inspired Solutions. The Lord has revealed some things to Isabella about Inspired Solutions. The word comes. We get a word. We get excited. Don't think that opposition is not going to come. So you cannot be moved. I mean, this thing is not going to happen overnight, but I know that what God revealed to me about this business has to happen because God is not a man that he shall lie, neither see the son of man that, that he shall repent. So what you can't do is be allow, is allow yourself to be moved by what you see. As a believer, you have to uh, you have to stand firm and whatever God revealed to you about your marriage, your children, your finances, your career, your business, whatever, you have to stand firm in faith and you can't be moved because just because God said it doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight and it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. The word comes, yet faith comes, but Satan comes and Satan gets a vote. So the enemy gets a vote too. So what you got to do is you got to push through the opposition. Say that. Say, I will push through the opposition. Number eight, you have to go beyond surface level with God. God wants you to go beyond a surface level. Jesus said that the people, that these type of people, rocky ground, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, they give up 
before the word produces. Say this, put this in the chat. I will not give up. Like a seed that's planted in fertile soil, you have to you have to allow the word of God to go deep. This is why you got to meditate and medicate on what God said day and night. This is why I teach series, right? Um, I teach series. I take my time because when I'm teaching, like for example, I taught on the miracles for five months. Well, for five months, that word was going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and down into your heart. If I would have just taught two messages on miracles, that it would not, it can't penetrate. You see what I'm saying? So if I just come here every morning with today's word and I'm just giving you something different every morning, could I do that? Yeah, I could do that. I'm not led to do that, but I could. And so the reason why I teach miracle, uh, series is because it takes time for the word of God to go deep into your heart. And so you got to get it. You got to think about it. You got to meditate on it. You got to think about it. You got to meditate on it. Here we are. I think we're part five today of this series. And we were like at part 80 of the, of the other series. And sometimes it's not, you don't even get it to like part 37. And it's like, oh my God, I got it now. Right. And then part 51, you're like, oh, this is good. And then by part 62, you're like, man, I, oh, glory to God. Right. Because it's going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper down in your heart. It can't be surface level. Say, put that in the chat. Say no surface level for me. All right. Number nine. Um, your learning, I've already said this, but your learning must turn into living. It's not enough to just hear the word of God. Your learning must turn into living. You must hear it, but then uh, apply it. You got to understand it. You got to implement it. And that's how you're going to grow and become the man of God, the woman of God that he's called you to be. Number 10, change will happen, but it will not happen overnight. So patience is a virtue in the kingdom of God. And patience is not something that God doles out. There's no line in heaven or, or down here. Hey, let me get in that patience line. Let, let God give me some patience. There's no, there's no line where God doles out patience. Patience is developed, and patience is developed through opposition. Uh, yeah, through 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 challenges, through obstacles. That's how patience is developed. So if you don't see the fruit immediately, just don't give up. It's the only way you can lose is if you quit. One of my spiritual sons. Uh, uh, I gave him a testimony of this house and, and different, you know, different houses that we bought and, and how God did it and the journey of faith and how difficult it was, but we stood in faith and we would not move. And then, uh, I, and he said, well, dad, I, I, I just, I need you to believe God with me. Let's pray. And so we prayed months ago and he had this, this very challenging circumstance or situation for this house that he was believing God for in California. And so uh, I said, no. And, and the Lord was like, no, he's going to have that house. So I said, son, you, the house is yours. You just can't, can't be moved. Now, through the process, it took months. And, and you know, the last few months, the economy has been ridiculous. And so going through all of that, he, he had many, op Satan gave him many opportunities to quit. But thankfully, he did not quit. And last week, he got his keys. Oh, glory to God. I was so happy for him. Right, so, so you got to have faith experiences with God. You cannot give up. All things, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, God is going to make everything happen in his time. And so it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in his time. You just can't give up, cave in, or quit. The only way you can lose, say that. The only way I can lose is if I quit. And then say this, there's no quit in me. All right, number 11. Uh, part of walking with God is developing the spirit of an overcomer. So as a believer, you got to develop the spirit of an overcomer. Say, I am an overcomer. I am. A, now you cannot be an overcomer if you don't have anything to come over. 
For you to be an overcomer, you got you to gotta face opposition. So sometimes the fact that you're facing something difficult doesn't mean that you're outside of the will of God. It could mean that you're right smack dab in the center of God's will. Let me close with this. Number 12, hold fast to your profession of faith. Hebrews chapter 10 and verses, verses 35 through 37 from the King James Version. This is what the Bible says. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, confidence or faith, confidence and faith, same thing. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, cast not away, therefore, your faith. It has a great recompense of reward for you have need of patience. So you got to add patience to your faith that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So you're going to have to stand fast in faith without wavering, without a doubt. Then you're going to receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that will come will come and he will not tarry. So what God said is coming. Now it might, it might take a while. But what God said is coming, it might take a while, but cast not away therefore your confidence, for it has a great recompense of reward. You got to stand in faith without wavering, without a doubt, and what's, what God said is going to happen in your life. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I love the word of God. There's so much revelation in the word of God. We're going to go back to this, this soil tomorrow and keep learning the the pearls and the parables. You got it? So I want to close out. I want you to seal the deal with your own mouth, your own words. Speak this over your life. Lift up your voice. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I believe, I receive, and I embrace the word of God daily. It has a long lasting impact on my life. I receive the word of God with a level of excitement. But when the emotions fade away, I apply, I apply the word so it can produce change in me and fruit from me. The word of God will attract opposition. So I'm prepared for it and I shall not be moved. I will not give up on the word of God before it produces a harvest in my life. I will stand firm in faith Regardless of adversity, I refuse to allow the pressures of this world to derail me from my destiny. I allow the word of God to penetrate deep and down, down inside my heart. And it is the foundation for my life and living. I am an overcomer. I stand strong in faith without a doubt, without wavering, and I will receive a great recompense of reward. I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes. Why would you not sign up for my notes? They're for free. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Once again, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe. Hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we go live. I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments. If this word was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Go out there and walk in the blessing greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.